This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody, welcome to Take the Black Live on the Winter is Coming YouTube channel. Ooh, Facebook is um, not cooperating today. We love you, Facebook, but sometimes you don't work. And um, I'm Dan Soki, editor of WinterIsComing.net. This is Cheryl Wassenaar with me, uh, editor of Cultures.com. We're here to talk about all things Game of Thrones, Office Fire, John Fiction Show. How are you doing? I'm I'm doing well, Dan. I found someone in this office who's excited about me, with excited with me for the revival of Press Your Luck. <laughs> Uh, but this is a show to talk about not game shows, but Game of Thrones. Oh, I love it. I love a good oh, transition. I love a good that's segue. That's sweet segue. Okay. Uh, the first thing we discussed today, uh, season eight's coming up, April 14th. We all know it, yada, yada, yada. Um, okay. So I'm sure you heard or wrote about the fact that we they, did. we actually, you and I, um, dis- well, read it and then I took credit, um, discovered the... <laughs> episode lengths for the final six episodes of game of thrones ever and they came out and they are as follows the premiere 54 minutes second episode 58 minutes then we got 60 minutes and then it's an overdrive 78 minutes for episode four 80 minutes episode five 80 minutes for episode six so some nice uh, media episodes. Cheryl, do you have any opinions on that? Because the internet sure did. Uh, the internet was losing its mind over the, its collective mind over the whole 54 to 58 and 58 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God, we're getting shortchanged. And I just kind of sat there and was like, guys, I would rather we have some shorter kind of tighter episodes for episodes one and two and save all of that sweet, sweet screen time for three, four, five and six. Three, we know, is bananas, mm-hmm. to put it mildly. And four, five, and six are kind of mysteries to they us. kind of are. And those are the really long ones. And those are the really long ones. And that's kind of delightful. And I did the math. I, that's right. I did math. Uh, and it is almost seven hours of content. It's so like 6.83 hours of content. It's, in, a, it's a lot of content. It's a lot of content. It's <laughs> nearly an extra hour of game of thrones action and so i don't know why everyone's getting all excited about it i was just excited that i we get these supersized episodes i really hope episode six doesn't have a big long epilogue like you seem to be wishing for <laughs> Go but to the they have the room. Room on that. oh yeah we just had a fight about that 
Uh, but I like that the last episodes are getting the bulk of the screen time. Yeah, it makes you curious, like, what's yeah. going on there. It's a mystery. Um, I think what happened is, so I know that people on Twitter don't constitute the internet or message board, but yeah, there was some dust-ups of people complaining that, what, they're not all 90 minutes, we're being shortchanged. Because there had been this kind of uh, myth that had kind of gotten into the fanosphere about feature-length episodes. And honest to God, like, we're responsible for helping to spread it and take full responsibility for that. Yeah. Because it's whatever, man. It brings in the clicks. Um, and it, it, it's it's fun to talk about. It was never really a possibility, I think. It kind of yeah. just kind of took, took on a life of its own. Like, Ian Glenn said it a bunch of times. But I mean, like, it's an actor. He doesn't know anything. Um, like, there was one director who said, oh, they all dance around the larger numbers. But he meant, like, 60 minutes. Like, that's yeah. what I'm him. I like James Hibbert of Entertainment Weekly had a tweet where he's like, it doesn't make any... It's an hour-long drama. If it was feature-length, they just have two episodes. Like, it doesn't make any sense for an hour-long yeah. drama to have, like, a movie for an episode. Then, then, then make a movie. Yeah. Like, also, 80 minutes is kind of running already up into... There are really good movies that are 80 minutes. Toy Story is 80 minutes. Yeah. Um, Run, Lola, Run is 80 minutes. There are a bunch of, like, uh, really good movies that are kind of shorter. You know, so it is... It's plenty of time. It's true from a certain point of view, if you will. Yeah. Um... And yeah, like I think it. It. I mean, if if HBO or if the Game of Thrones showrunners had said we need more time and more money to make this, they would have gotten it. They would have gotten it. Absolutely, HBO would have been like, "Yes, here's this additional pile of money for you guys. We'll have the truck come in." Like, and so I think, it. Yeah, like. Technically, we are getting feature-length episodes. Uh, technically, we're getting almost a bonus hour. And uh, technically, please calm down, Internet. A little bit, please. You go ahead and do whatever you want, Internet. It's fine. Just, um, yeah, there was some fervor. So that's some our consternation. collected four cents on the matter. Yeah. Um, also, interestingly, they all have adult content warnings, the episode, except for the first one. So, sorry, Internet, no nudity or extreme violence, maybe even naughty words in the premiere. It's going to be all um, family-friendly, like, <laughs> juggling, maybe? I'm not really sure. No, it's not going to be family-friendly. <laughs> um, sorry, guys, we'll just have to wait for the Jon Snow butt until episode two. Yeah, and then from three to five, it's six, just butt all the time. <laughs> Okay, just butts everywhere. Yeah, it's an HBO man. I got to end big. Okay, with butts. With butts. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that's that's the episode length stuff. I just want to touch. Oh, do you have another point? Cool. Just thumbing up. I just want to um, touch briefly on this interview given by the enigmatic Vladimir Ferdik, the man who plays. I don't know how to say it. What? Can you say it better? Do, do, do you know how to pronounce it? Vladimir Fudik is the man who plays the Night King. He's from a country that isn't this one. And um, he never gives interviews because Night King doesn't talk. He's, uh, he's, he's strong and silent. That's actually Richard Brake, not Vladimir Fudik, but it's the most iconic picture of the Night King, so I picked it. <laughs> um, he gave an interview to Entertainment Weekly, which is fun. You know, we never really hear from this guy. And he had a couple of cool things that I just wanted to read out. Uh, people will see that the Night King has a target he wants to kill, and you will find out who that is. 
There's also that moment in Hard Home where Jon Snow is on the boat, the Night King looked at him and raised his arms. We just saw that. There's a similar and even stronger moment between Jon and the Night King this time. Have any theories, Cheryl, on who the target could be? Jon Snow, Bran Stark. Yeah, those are kind of One, two, two, aren't they? Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you would you like a tinfoil hat theory? Um, I, I don't know. I just want to hear your opinion. But yes, the, those are the obvious the, ones. The, the tinfoil the, the tin hat. Mm-hmm. I can speak English. Sure. Uh, the tinfoil hat theory would probably be Daenerys Targaryen. Sure. Sure, why not? Yeah. Ice wants fire. Yeah. Yeah, prob- probably Bran or John, just yeah. either the son of ice and fire or the three-eyed raven. Long thing. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of cool to hear that apparently he does have motivation. Because, you know, the whole Night King's deal is we don't know. We just don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, the idea that the Night King hates someone specifically enough to make them a target is kind of great in its own way. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the Night he King... He has an inner life. Yeah. Uh, he has uh, his agency a little bit, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yes. Maybe. Um yeah, I think I think for once having this very mysterious villain that just kind of hates you like mm-hmm. in general is is it's kind of interesting. There's been this kind of turn from uh, to villains who are complex in their own ways, um who have some sort of relatable quality about them or can make you feel sympathy for them. Uh and I can doesn't have No, no. I mean, you kind of feel bad for him. He's kind of old school. He's uh, like yeah. he's a He's a more Sauron type, just implacable. You don't really know him or know yeah. what he thinks. And you He's... don't need to. He just no, you don't. You. I mean, it, it, it totally works. Yeah. And I think it especially works in this story because it's set against all these people who are very complex and are right. very, have their own motivations and stuff. So right. like having this counterpoint that's just a wall of unknowability is a nice um, tonal choice to kind of, yeah. you know, have peaks and valleys in your story. Yeah. But yeah, I'm all for learning uh, a little more about him in the final stretch. Why yeah. not? Yeah, I mean, I feel, I, like I said, I do feel a little bad for the whole getting a dagger shoved into you and kind of forcibly turned yeah. into this eldritch being against your will. Like, that's that's kind of sad. But it sucks. It sucks. But at the same time, like, I, I enjoy this kind of uh, undying... Yeah. Hatred. You, you, you gotta have some human evil and then some uh, inhuman evil. Yeah. Balance it out. Yeah. All right. So that's happening. Looking job. forward to that. Good job, Vlad. If, if anybody can comment on the uh, YouTube feed, feel free. We'd love to uh, see and read them and answer any questions you might have. Yeah. All right. Answer questions. I wanted to go over this bit just because I couldn't resist. Um, moving on to Mr. George R. R. Martin, author of A Song of Ice and Fire. You've opinions about this. Really quickly, I'm just, I'm nitpicking this guy, Yeah. but he he said a couple of things this week I just couldn't resist talking about. Um, He talked about, um, he he talked to Entertainment Weekly, again, they were getting all the interviews, about just the show ending and how he feels about it ending, it passing him. Because obviously, it's no secret, he wrote the Song of Fire books, he's up to book five for the last eight years. Um, Game of Thrones has left that behind a few seasons ago. And, you know, understandably, he has some mixed feelings about that, saying, almost all of it has been great. It's been an incredible ride. I wish I finished these books sooner so the show hadn't gotten ahead of me. I never anticipated that, which is kind of a little baffling. Like, I don't know. I don't know your life, George. Like, it never occurred. Never. Okay. 
I haven't read the final season scripts and I haven't been able to visit the set because working on wins. Good for you. I know some of the things, but there's a lot of minor character arcs they'll be coming up with on their own. And of course, they passed several years ago. There may be important discrepancies. And I'm sure there will. I'm sure if we ever are lucky enough to read the Final Fantasy Fire books, there's going to be a lot of differences. I also, I loved this bit. He wrote on his not a blog about Captain Marvel, just talking about um, how he was a reader back in the day because he was a big comic fan in the 60s or 70s or whatever. And how um, he liked the movie a lot, very entertaining, but he didn't like that it strayed from whatever it was in the comics. And he just said, I am kind of a purist when it comes to adaptations. And there's just, there's no way, there's no way to read that comment from George R.R. R. Martin and not um, think of the fact that HBO has adapted Game of Thrones in a way that strayed pretty far from his books. Even though he might not have meant it, there's just no way. He can't say that in public and not get people to think about it. Feel like I lost like several brain cells just hearing that. Even though it's red and you're a very lovely voice, Dan Selke. I know who truly spoke those words. Okay. By the way, we have a comment from David Harris right around Wick. He says, Hey guys. Hey. Hi. <laughs> Go on. Okay. George R. R. Martin did not expect that he would get passed up. The word that comes to mind for me is disingenuous. Like, that does not seem like a very genuine thing to say. And I could be completely wrong in my interpretation of this, but like, my dude, my guy, you already had to split book four into two books because there was just so much stuff. Mm-hmm. The I don't even know what to say. Like, I don't know. I mean, what? What? Like, how do you? Are you gonna take it? Not no. Um, how do you just not expect this in a way? Like, I and it. I fully understand that George R. 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 Martin is not beholden to me or to anyone. No, but the way that he kind of communicates these things is very kind of crotchety. And like I said, dis- disingenuous, like it doesn't seem logical that he would never expect, Oh yeah, game, the show's going to pass me up. Like the man worked in television. He knows how these things work ostensibly. Mm-hmm. And as for his whole captain Marvel woozle, uh, pff, yeah, because captain Marvel wearing a, bathing suit would be so cool. No, like I, if film is a completely different medium, even from TV and to make the movie as accessible as possible to the most amount of people, you have to distill different parts of the comic book continuity. I think a lot of the choices made in Captain Marvel were really great actually, because they weld together an often very disparate, very confusing um, comic book origin story. And I know because I had to research this for a video that culturists did. Um, like it's, it's, it's wild. And so to kind of weld it together in a way that makes mostly sense, you can take your purity and, you know, go sell it somewhere else, buddy. You have to distill things for the different mediums that you're telling Mm -hmm. the story in. And so 
I mean, I guess my answer to most of these comments is basically just eye rolled out emoji. I don't know what you have there, Dan. I think it's fine. Yeah. I mean, I've been following him for a while. Mm-hmm. I, 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 it, I don't think it's disingenuous. I think, I think he honestly thought he would fat write faster. I really do. Like, I've been following him for a while, and yeah. he always seemed honestly hopeful, like, I'm going to get it out 2015. Here it comes. It just doesn't happen. He just, he has a long, he just wildly over, overestimates his ability to write quickly. Yeah. He just always have. I, I, I mean, I don't know him. Yeah. We don't know him. We don't. I honestly think, I think it did surprise him. I don't think, maybe it shouldn't have. Maybe yeah. Maybe he should have been able to take more stock. I don't know. When you're in the thick of something, maybe it's harder to do that. Yeah, I guess that's really my argument is like, I, I don't think it should have. If it did actually surprise him, I don't think it should have. Sure. But I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to be the arbiter of like what you should and shouldn't feel. No. Yeah. It's like, I, I don't. Yeah. Like, I, I want to emphasize, I don't think it should have surprised him if it did. Sure. But that's what I think. No, no, I understand. So. But yeah, I, I just, yeah. I mean, I do think it's like if you're, you can't say you're a stickler for adaptation and be George R. R. Martin and not yeah. think you're going to get people reading it as some kind of way. Yeah. It's just, you can't. I, I don't know. Maybe he was throwing shade. I hope he was. It'd be more fun. Um, maybe, he, maybe he was just is. being innocent. Yeah. But just, if he was being innocent, <laughs> it's, it's, it's people are, are going to take it the way they're going to take it because... You are who you are. Yeah. This is this is when it is. I like how he says there may be important discrepancies. Oh, there definitely will. Oh, yeah, there will. But I like how he has to emphasize that every so often. Like, hey, guys, there will be discrepancies. Well, uh, this is the true authorized version, you know. I mean, I'm, I don't know, like, because uh, Benny and Weissel said that they've talked to George and they said that we're like, we've made changes. We're not going to tell anybody. We, we decided with George, we're going to tell anybody what the changes are. So, you know. I think they want the books to do well. I think he wants the show to do well. I, I do. Yeah. I, I, I've never, I know there are some fans who think they're like, have a falling out or like, don't like each other. I've never gotten that. Um, I just think maybe, you know, George R. Martin isn't very good at estimating the time he takes to write. Yeah. But yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fun tapestry. Oh, yeah. uh, David Harris wants to talk about the real star Captain Marvel goose. Who is the, who is the, I'm pro goose. The, the cat is cutie j mac thinks we need at least 70 minute run times which we mostly have by the way i yeah. think that kind of equals out to 70 minutes altogether if you yeah. average all the things yeah and uh facebook and instagram are both down yes we're living in a dystopia this is unacceptable okay I'm, let's not get into that argument that would be a whole nother episode <laughs> we need it <laughs> and celtic gibson reminds us don't forget that hbo begged the end of david doomer episodes they didn't want to which yeah so they're probably going to end it the way they want it. I have confidence with that. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yeah. Also, another little celebrity news, George R. R. Martin. Kate Harrington hosts Saturday Night Live April 6th. That's cool, right? That'll be fun. I feel like it's either going to be a complete disaster or Kit Harrington is going to turn out to have this really good like ability to play the straight Comic man. Chops. Oh, he can, oh, yeah. He can definitely do that. Yeah. But like... Playing the straight man is harder than it looks. So I, I hope he's got the kind of the balance. And I think he has the ability to kind of make fun of himself yes. in a lot of ways. So I I have some faith. I watched that Coldplay musical Game of Thrones thing he was in. It was, it was pretty funny in that. Yeah. Like, I think I think he can do okay. Like, as long as he just remembers to, you know, have fun. Don't, don't try and sell it like you sold gunpowder. 
Like, <laughs> Do you it, not enjoy gunpowder? I, I liked gunpowder okay. Mm-hmm. I just thought, like, you know, it was okay. That's sure. about it. Um, but, yeah, you got you to gotta be willing to lean into these things. Even with the... <laughs> Even with the writing team on SNL, who doesn't always hit yeah, the mark. Yeah, they're going to hit a Oh, yeah. remember when he was on Seth Meyers and he was like having a dinner party as Jon Snow with people, people at the table? That was pretty funny. I, I did like his recent appearance on Colbert, where he was like, where Colbert was telling him all his oh, Game of yeah, Thrones yeah, theories yeah, yeah. and he had to just keep his stone face on. Like, I thought that was pretty good. I'm also sure, I hope we'll see some, uh, some uh, friends drop by. That'd be fun. Oh my God. I yeah. almost wish they would have gotten Amelia Clark, honestly, because she's like, she almost strikes me like she wants to just be in comedies almost because she's a pretty quirky, funny person in interviews and stuff. There's still time. There is. Why not? Two episodes in a row. Just do a, oh, BTS musical guest. Yeah, after BTS. That. I like that. Big K-pop fan over here. What's up? I believe. I don't know. BTS is. I'm very old. That's okay. <laughs> I do. And I can be excited for you. Oh, um, yeah. I forgot. And David points out he was in that tennis movie by HBO. Remember the one with, um, was it Andy Samberg or something? Nope. <laughs> yeah. It was like, it was a comedy tennis thing. Oh, okay. I didn't so, say it. So, so, so yeah, he's, he's funny. He'll be fine. He's capable. Um, I, I think maybe they will Space get pants. somebody Game of Thrones for like when the show is ending like sure. in May, June, right there. Right. To kind of, you know, bookend it. I vote Amelia Clark or, um, maybe like, maybe Williams and Sophie Turner can co-host. That'd be good. <laughs> That'd be fun. Honestly, I wouldn't mind like anyone in the main cast. No, hosting. pretty much. Like, I think even like Lena Headey would be great. Definitely. I mean, yeah. they're all experienced actors. They all yeah. have chops. They'd all be good. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just happy. Uh, go ahead and market that stuff between them. And finally, for the last for the last of my show, let's go beyond the wall for a second. Talk about something on Game of Thrones related. Um, Cheryl, a titan of the entertainment industry, Disney is readying its own streaming service. You think you enjoy paying for Netflix and Hulu and HBO Go and Amazon Prime? Well, get ready because Disney Plus is coming. And Disney, according to CEO Bob Iger, seen here with Mickey the Mouse. Um, hey, Bob. Topolino. What's that? Topolino. I think that's Mickey's oh. Italian name. How oh, cute. Hey, Bob. Um, he's announced that Disney Plus will have every single Disney movie on it, which to me means two things. A, they are going really hard for this and really, they're going to get a lot of people watching this. Like they are forcing their way into the streaming business. It's hard to compete with Netflix, Hulu. This is the one company that can like, we're gonna do it. We're probably gonna beat you all at your own game too because you can't resist all those movies. And B, that's a lot of movies and that are not gonna be on other streaming services. What do you think? What do you think of this move by Disney? Disney's loaded for bear, man. <laughs> like, like to, to. Do I need to explain that metaphor? Yes. Is that a young reference? Loaded for bear? Oh, God, no. Um, Basically, like, Disney is bringing out the big guns. Isn't a nicer or a more accessible way of putting that. Mm -hmm. But loaded for bear just sounds more fun. Cool. Like, if you're taking down a bear, like, you have to... You have to come bear. prepared. Gotcha. Like bears do not go down easy. You don't yes. mess with bears unless you're tormented. Here, uh, let me try. Disney is loading for the bear. Did I do it right? 
No. Okay. But uh, yes, you're right. They're going. They're going hard. They're, they're going they're, ham. The yeah, they're going hard in this space. I I saw some people being like, "Does that mean Song of the South is going to be on there?" And probably not. Probably not. Like, like they're not if, idiots. They're not idiots. And I, if I remember correctly, because I was listening to this call when he announced. Oh this, yeah, yeah, yeah. He basically said the live the video like the the library will be on there. Mm-hmm. And Song of the South has never really been released on home video ever. For good reason. So, for very good reason. For very good reason. Although I did get to hear a rendition of Zippy Doo that involved kazoos on this call. Cute. And no, it was not great. Okay. I'm, not cute. I'm anti-kazoos now. Um, but, and it was in the larger context of the vault. The which vault. Is, I hate the vault. Yes. The, the whole concept of the vault, so I are speaking in the concept of the vault where movies kind of go in and out of circulation, mm-hmm. um, basically to drive up sales, um, scarcity. It's so mean. Like those commercials were like, you love this movie? We're locking it away from you. But they say with a smile, it's, oh, it's, oh, it always struck me as very weird, but it works. That's capitalism. That's capitalism, That's Dan. Disney, man. Um, but it got to go there. I'm pro-capitalism on this podcast. <laughs> Please subscribe to us. Mm-hmm. Help us keep us on the air. Um, but uh, yeah, like I think that this is a big, big push. I mean, Captain Marvel is the first Marvel Cinematic Universe movie that's going to be exclusively on Disney+. Plus. Um, like Star Wars mm-hmm. is going to be on Disney+. Plus. As David Harris, the mysterious David Harris points out, Moving live-action Star Wars shows, something that has never happened to Disney+, Plus, is a power move by the mouse. That's because right. the huge Star Wars fandom has been begging for a live-action series for who knows how long. A very long time. Mm-hmm. Speaking from experience. It's kind of surprised it never happened, actually. Now that I think about it. The holiday special, I think, did a we lot. We count that as a series? I think it did a lot to kill oh, the I potential understand. of a live-action yeah, yeah, yeah. series. <laughs> Right, you're probably right. That like aimed towards a wide audience. Like they definitely had some kid shows, but mm-hmm. that were kind of live action, if I remember correctly. Yeah. That was before I was born, so correct me if I'm wrong here. I, I hear you. That makes perfect sense. But like, I think the holiday special did a lot to kind of kill <laughs> how how Star Wars was treated on television for gotcha. a long time. Um, yeah, I mean, I think they're coming. Disney knows better than we do how crowded the streaming market is, especially with uh, like Warner Media is going to start launching a new one soon. Comcast, like everybody's moving into the space yeah. finally. And Disney is kind of coming with, you know, one hand is everything you ever loved as a child and everything you ever wanted as a child and just kind of, Boom! Right at you. And you're going to get shot in the face. I mean, there's no way you aren't. And then you're just going to hold up your money and be like, please, there are no more. But yes, more. Um, I mean, I think it's, yeah, it, it is bonkers how much material they can offer. Like, uh, you know, as Netflix has to reckon with everybody taking their toys and going home finally. Right. And having to produce more and more original content. Although the, most of the Bond movies are on Netflix right now. It's great. Um, Until MGM or whatever. Exactly. Like, we're going to stream now. Yeah. Like, Bond flicks. 
I love me some James Bond movies, mm-hmm. so don't don't hate, just appreciate. But like, I think the the idea here for Disney Plus is like we have to make this appealing to people. And if this is the only place you're going to be able to get frozen. Oh my God. The kids, the parents of the kids. Yeah. I saw somebody tweet that a while back and I was like, yeah, that's, that's basically it. That's the game right there. If that is the only place you can find your kid's favorite Disney movie, you're going to pay for it. You're going to pay for it because otherwise your child would be screaming. And there are only so many times you can put in a DVD before you just want to break it in half. All right, so I, 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 I guess the lesson here is just give in now. Just you're, you're yeah. going to get Disney Plus, so you might as well just yeah. start getting used to that state. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and on that yeah. note, um, <laughs> at this point, we normally would go to our next segment, A Song of Dan and Josh, where Josh Hill and I recap every single chapter of A Song of Ice and Fire, but Josh Hill is sick. So we will not be doing that. <laughs> we decided to read George R. R. Martin instead. Or just end the show. Um, but we will be back with more of that next Wednesday. Yep. Um, 4 p.m., hopefully on Facebook and on YouTube. We're going to do both. But uh, hopefully next week Facebook is back up and running. That's very swag of us. Really? We're fancy. Yeah, we are. We're, we, you know what we're doing? We are getting up to blasting the bear. That's right. Okay. And I'll be back next Wednesday with more Take the Black Live, more Game of Thrones, Song of Fire discussion, more genre fiction uh, exploration and business discussion. Yeah. More Songden and Josh. Thanks so much for watching. We will see you next Wednesday at 4 Central Standard Time. Adios, everybody. Bye, everyone. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.